Thank you, Heavenly Father, for tonight. Thank you for your son. And that's the reason why we're here. Uh, please, please help us to focus tonight and as we discuss your truth and your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Uh, some of you weren't here last week. Um, Nicholas talked about this UFO crash site. Uh, we're going to continue that tonight. We're still talking about the Holy Spirit uh, and how he is our holy superhero. Uh, but first, we have an announcement from our sponsors. Our sponsors. what the force is from Star Wars. Anyone? Justin? Alright, now why would someone want to have the force? Like, what's what's the point? So you, okay, you, you could hurt someone. Okay, any other reason? No, stick your hand up. Too many, too many. Well, why would you want to use the force? Together remote. Okay, so we, it seems like we all desire power. Power is something that human beings want. Uh, but we're here tonight to tell you that you have a power source available to you in the person, the Holy Spirit. Uh, ne next slide for me. The Holy Spirit indwells believers. So if you're a Christian, uh, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And this is something unique to the church age. Back in the Old Testament, when you read about uh, Abraham, Noah, Moses, Samson, you'll find that uh, there are times when it says the Holy Spirit came upon them, but then it left after a certain period of time. They, are, they don't have that unique uh, gift of the Holy Spirit indwelling in them all the time, permanently. So we're going to look at his indwelling gift to us, and we're going to look at John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. We're going to look at how he's an eternal life preserver. Um, the first passage is John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17. I will ask the Father, and he will give you a help, another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. And John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8 says, But I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, and righteousness and judgment. I think here Jesus is uh, pointing out the fact that it was better for him to go. I, I think a lot of times that, that can probably go over our heads. He didn't just stay after he rose from the dead and set up his kingdom. He left us, uh, but he, he sent his Holy Spirit to us. So God actually thought it was important for the Holy Spirit to indwell us and to live with us. 
Um, I know a lot of you guys have smartphones tonight. I'm the only person here with a bubbler. So um, I, need, I need everyone who has a smartphone to pull out your smartphones for me. All, all, all smartphones. All right. It's a bubbler? Oh, you got a bubbler. Okay. Well, anyway, everyone pull out your phones. Who has phones? We're going to look up some passages of scripture tonight. Uh, so just pull out your phone. And I need you to hold it up because there's no cheating. All right. Uh, all right. Okay. We're going to do like a sword drill or a smartphone drill. So, all right. All right. You guys got to stick it in there. I don't want no cheating. And I need to see the screen. All right. Five, four, three, two. Okay. Let's look at chapter 16 of Hezekiah. Verse 2. Find it. Go. L let me just help you. Ethan found it. Um, there is no Hezekiah. Just, just so you know. All right. He Hezekiah is not a book in the Bible. All right. All right. Here, here's, the here's the real one. All right. It's Acts chapter 11. Verses 16 and 17. When you find it, the first person to find it, stand up and read it. That's Acts chapter 8. Yeah, yeah. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Only 16? And 17. For as much, then as God gave them the like gift, as it did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I, that I could withstand God? Okay, uh, most of you don't know right now, but that was Peter. Uh, Peter actually got accused of just hanging out with Gentiles, hanging out with non-Jewish uh, people. Um, so they came and they asked him about it. They said, Peter, like, how could you just hang out with these uncircumcised people? And he told them that they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that was sufficient for him. He said, how, how could I just stand in the way of God? Uh, so I think that's what's important is that the Holy Spirit is not just for Jewish people, but it is also for Gentiles, uh, like the rest of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 12. Can you read verse 11 and 12? Okay. Just for context. For what man knoweth things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Okay. Yeah. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. All right. I don't know what most of you are thinking right now. You could be thinking, Drew, that's a really ugly shirt. Um, and you don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, but what that passage is saying that because we don't always know God's mind, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God, and He can let us know. Uh, the things that we have in God. And what do we have from God as Christians? Eternal life. And that, that's what we're going to look at next, that, the etern that, he has, that he is an eternal life preserver. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. It says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. When I say the word sealed, what comes to your mind? 
Close. Okay. What, what? An envelope. All right. Let's say we went to um, Super Value and we got a gallon of milk. And we're going to Super Value. We have a gallon of milk. And you find that the seal is broken on the milk. Would you buy it? Why? Why wouldn't you buy it? Okay, so you don't know what's been in it. So the seal is a source of protection, right? That's, that's something that we should have confidence in as Christians. When the Holy Spirit of God seals us, we, are, we have protection and that we know that we have eternal life. All right, phone's up again. Come on, come on. Second Corinthians. Hey, no cheating, no cheating. Second Corinthians chapter two, well, chapter one, verses 21 and 22. <laughs> Chapter 1. No, no, we, we, we didn't, we didn't hear it. You gotta, you gotta do it again. Okay, can someone read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5? <laughs> Start again. Re read it for me again. As a guide. Some translations, uh, I'm not sure if any of you have it, but uh, you don't have it? What do, what do you have? Now he that brought us for the self same thing as God, who, has, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Okay. The Holy Spirit in those two passages is shown to be something given to us from God as a pledge. It's like a promise. God is saying, I promise to save you. And that's something that it's a promise to us. Uh, so we should have a lot of confidence in our, the guarantee of our future with God. So we shouldn't be scared about losing our salvation. The Holy Spirit is a pledge. It's almost like a, a down payment on a house or a deposit that we will have eternal life. We're going to look now at 1 John chapter 4, verse 13. Oh, don't work, Dave. By this we know that we Say it again. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us His Spirit. Okay. This particular verse should encourage us uh, to draw close to the Holy Spirit and live in close connection with Him. When we do this, we have assurance of our, our lives with the Holy Spirit and God. Uh, we're next. We're now going to look at how he is. Next slide for me. We're now going to look at how he does his sanctifying work in our lives. All right, John chapter. I'm going to read John, verse seven, chapter seven, verse thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Now, on the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, saying, "If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water." But this he spoke of the Spirit, who those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. 
This passage in talking about rivers of living water. It's a reference to renewal, refreshment, and the new life that we have in Jesus Christ once we place faith in Him. All right, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Anyone? Go. What? Just say it for me again. All right. We are, as believers, as believers, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, what, what comes to mind when you hear the word temple? Especially sacred? Household. All right. In the Old Testament, what did they use the temple for? Worship and sacrifice. That passage is speaking about how our lives are supposed to be living sacrifices to God. The Holy Spirit calls our body a temple. So that means your body, your mind, your, your treasures, your heart, your time. He all wants that from you. You're supposed to sacrifice that to God. All right. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. For God had not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despised, despising not man of God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Okay. Finally, finally. All right. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Chapter 8, verse 9. You have ever and not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, and anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Okay, good. Um, I think a lot of times we don't think about the power of the Holy Spirit, because I don't think we realize how desperate a situation we were in as, as unbelievers before coming to Christ. As unbelievers, everyone is a slave to sin. Uh, you will sin all the time. And as believers, you do sin, but you're not a slave to it because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Uh, I just want you to be thinking about that as we play the next video. Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if it's a dream I'm on the top of the world <laughs> This is the end Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end Of our elaborate plans The
God was eating the cheese? I want you guys to think of sin like that trap. As Christians, we, we do sin. We live with sin all the time. Um, and we won't be free from sin completely until we're with Jesus. Uh, but I want you to view sin as a trap. It just leads to death. When God gave us his Holy Spirit, it's kind of like the cheese. Now, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit is a cheesy person or something like that. So please don't go and tell Nick I said that. But when, when the rat ate the cheese, that cheese is supposed to empower him and give him strength. We as believers have the Holy Spirit in us to overcome sin. So I want you to think of that, that rat as you. No offense. All right? The trap as sin. And I want you to think of the cheese as the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit lives within you, you don't have to be overcome by sin. You don't have to be overcome by sin. You can overcome sin. Uh, if you pray, uh, study the Word, know that you, you'll, you'll find this truth out in the Word of God. All right? All right, let's pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for tonight. We thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit, who not only is just with us, but he indwells us. And he gives us security and assurance of our security in you. And we thank you for his sanctifying work. Uh, please bless our time together and please let us go in peace. And give us a good night. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.